Cheers to you, my brilliant friend, and welcome to the Intelligent Intoxication Podcast, where I'll get you smashed on success without the buzzkill of burnout. Welcome back, everyone. So we're in the middle of a short series, and I've been talking about how we meet our six basic human needs in dramatic ways and in empowering ways in our relationships, okay? Remember, the six human needs are certainty, variety, significance, love and connection, growth or continuous progress, and contribution. So far, we've, t- we've discussed certainty, variety, and significance. Today, we're going to dive in to love and connection. Okay, now this is really interesting. If you are trying to meet your need for love and connection in a dramatic way in your relationships, it is very likely that you are tipping in to one of three roles. You are either playing the role of victim, you're playing the role of rescuer, or you're playing the role of persecutor. Okay, now, if you are playing the role of victim, and you are trying to meet your need for love and connection, you may be in the habit of believing that love is another person feeling sorry for you, or another person wanting to swoop in and solve your problems for you. And so you will get in the habit of finding villains in your life, right? Or persecutors in your life to blame for why you're feeling the way that you're feeling. And you'll also get in the habit of trying to find people who rescue you from all of your crappy emotions and who will agree with you that someone in your life has been so villainous and so mean, right? And you'll be tempted to think that that is love and connection. That isn't guys, that's just drama. That's not healthy. It's just drama. And in fact, it can be at times enmeshment, which looks like you wanting someone else to feel and share your emotions, to enmesh with you, right? To champion your cause so that you don't actually have to make real change. All right. Just notice if you're in the habit of doing this, because as soon as you gain awareness that you're doing it, you can, you can switch out of this, right? So, here's, here's what this might look like. So you find someone who agrees with you that you've been, you know, that this person in your life is really, really mean or, or the villain or whatever that may be. And then you temporarily might feel connected to or loved by this quote unquote rescuer or hero, because they are going to offer to end your suffering for you. They're going to take on your problem. They're going to solve, they're going to go and speak for you to this other person, right? They're going to put themselves in the mix. Keep in mind, the reason they're doing that is to get attention for being virtuous. So the intention is not good either, right? And as long as they continue to rescue you, you're going to feel loved and connected. But here's what happens. I think this whole drama scenario is so fascinating. If the rescuer isn't rescuing you in the way you want them to rescue you, all of a sudden you're going to stop feeling loved and connected to them. And then you're going to turn them into yet another villain or persecutor. 
on the rescuer end, if that's the role that you play, if the victim doesn't take your advice and the victim doesn't do what you want them to do and you can't control the victim and you start to realize that, you know, they never really wanted help. They just wanted an audience. You might get a little bitter and resentful and feel like, you know what? I have given this person all this love and I have tried to be so connected to them and they are basically just spitting in my face because they're not taking in any of my virtuous advice. And you as the rescuer won't feel connected to them any longer. And you very likely will make that mean that they, they don't love you, right? So you aren't getting your needs met for love and connection either. But as always, as we've talked about, there is a third point in this drama triangle and that is the persecutor. The persecutor is very frequently in the habit of, what's the word? I'm sabotaging their ability to really love and connect to others because they get in the habit of making their love conditional. In other words, if other people aren't acting like victims and rescuers, they'll love them. But if they are, then they withdraw their love. Or they sit in their or on their high horse judging the victims and judging the rescuers, right? It's a fascinating dynamic. So let's talk instead, okay, now that we've kind of played out the drama, the dramatic way to meet your need for love and connection, let's talk about how it can look in a very empowering way, okay? First and foremost, if you want to feel loved and connected to others, it starts with yourself. And it starts with unconditionally loving yourself. And that includes loving your mistakes, even though you want to learn from them and do them differently, loving your flaws or your shadows, right? Any part of us that we basically say is not good enough and we're not going to love it is, is it's kind of come back to bite you. So it's when we love ourselves, it's more of an acceptance, more of saying, this is who I am. And there are things that I would like to improve and I would like to maybe change or alter. However, I am going to acknowledge that right now, this is who I am and I love myself. Okay. Being connected to yourself means that you don't lie to yourself about what's true for you. You are honest. Even if you're not ready to make a change yet, you're honest. Here's where to be very honest. When you do anything that relates to a rela- something, a relationship you have with another person, tell yourself your, the truth about your intention. If you're helping someone because you are trying to rescue them to get it, attention in return, tell yourself the truth. Just be honest. If you do something nice because you want to be able to virtue signal on Facebook and tell everybody how great and moral and lovely you are, You've done something nice, but be honest that your intention was to get attention for it again, right? Don't lie to yourself anymore, guys. Don't shame yourself, but be honest and say, you know what? This is why I did what I did, okay? Going forward, I would love to do it for a different reason next time. That's okay. When we then show up in our relationships, if we already love ourselves and we are already deeply connected to our own values and to our intentions... We don't need the other person to love us so that we can love ourselves. We already do. 
We don't need the other person to connect to us so that we can connect to ourselves because we already have. So we're bringing this whole emotionally mature person to the table. And here's what's really great about that. If you are in the habit of treating yourself with deep love and respect, that is what you are going to expect in your relationships. And if and when you're not treated that way, you will not tolerate it. So that is a really important piece, right? Here's the other thing I would love to mention. When you show up in any relationship, be focused on being interested in them rather than trying to appear interesting to them. Here's how, here's how you're going to know that you're in the habit of trying to appear interesting. You talk nonstop. There's no room in that conversation for another person. Okay. Here's how you're going to know that you're in the habit of being more interested. You genuinely notice the other person. You compliment them and not phony compliments, genuine compliments. When you notice something really phenomenal about someone, you say it, you offer them a compliment and you're curious about them, about their life. And I know you may be hearing this and thinking, okay, well, if I do that all the time, no one is ever going to be interested in me. No one is ever going to be curious about me and about my life. And guys, it's just not true. Because if you show up interested in others, you are going to attract friendships and relationships with people who are also genuinely interested in others. And it becomes this beautiful connection of give and take. But it starts with you. First, you love yourself unconditionally. Then you connect to yourself, to your values, to your intentions, to what really matters most to you. And then you bring that wholeness into your relationships. Okay, a couple of questions before we wrap up today. When do you notice playing the role of victim in your relationships in order to feel loved when you're getting attention for your suffering and your misery? When do you notice playing the role of rescuer in your relationships and only feeling loved if someone you tried to help shows you tons of appreciation or takes your advice. And then also, when do you notice playing the role of persecutor in your relationships and withdrawing unconditional love if others aren't living or acting in the way you think that they should? Just get curious about that. Also, how can you begin to offer yourself unconditional love? And how can you begin to connect to your own core values and to begin to tell yourself the truth about your own real intentions for doing or saying what you do? Just get curious, my friends. As always, deeply grateful that you're here. Have an intoxicating rest of your day and I'll be back again tomorrow. Hey, my friend, if you're thirsty for more than this daily shot and ready to intoxicate the hell out of your personal or professional life, I'd love to invite you to coach one-on-one with me. It all starts with a complimentary happy hour call. 
head on over to terrybradway.com. That's Terry with two R's and an I. Bradway, spelled just the way that it sounds. Once you get there, my friend, click on the Work with Terry button and we'll take it from there. Thanks for listening and have an amazing day.